you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen, and I, again, have a very nice, interesting guest on today, and his name is Neil McKinley, and Neil is an embodied meditation teacher, and he will help us to understand a little bit more of what that means, reflecting his interest in how this work enriches and is is enriched by our everyday lives. He runs two online communities, which we shall also hear about, I hope, and hosts the, quote, Bringing Meditation to Life, unquote, podcast. A competitor, okay. He lives and works in Victoria, British Columbia, which is a beautiful place, with his wife and daughter. So welcome, Neil, to the Healthy Tips After 50 podcast. Thank you very much, Susan. It's great to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you agreeing to come on. Oh, my pleasure. So let's, um, I know you and I were were already kind of talking a little bit before I turned on the record button, but let's talk a little bit about what embodied meditation means to you and how Mm -hmm. you're kind of trying to present that to the world. Yeah. Um, So um, I think the first thing that uh, a good starting point is to review, you know, what meditation is and meditation is simply this practice. It's a, it's a, a a technique Mm -hmm. that encourages us to bring our attention, that attention that if your listeners are anything like me is always wandering all over the place, bring that wandering attention and deliberately place it somewhere in a consistent and ongoing manner. Mm. And traditionally, you know, people can place their attention on the breath, on a visualization, on a sound, if you're doing mantra meditation, on an object like a rock or a candle. And embodied meditation, where we place our attention is some aspect of embodied experience. So it's the same dynamic that's consistent through all forms of meditation that I'm familiar with. What's unique is that, or distinct is that we're placing our, when we're placing our attention, we're placing it in some aspect of embodied experience. Okay. So when you say experience, is that like an experience, like I, I don't know, went to the store or something. I mean, is it, is it that kind of experience or is it um, looking for a particular experience that comes from the the meditation Mm, it's it's literally what's happening for us right now and so when i say embodied meditation you know that's a a, an umbrella term that encompasses what we could call the personal body you know Mm. what most of us assume or think of when we think of embodiment it includes the sense body and it includes the body of the earth so to bring my attention right now 
to embodied experience, if I brought, when I bring my attention to the personal body aspect, there's kind of a tingly um, electric jittery feeling because I'm nervous. When I bring my attention to uh, the sense body, you know, I'm suddenly aware of the cool of the room and the car that just went by outside my window. And when I bring my attention to the earth body, there's a sense of my feet on the floor underneath the seat, my, my seat touching the seat of the chair, and then this grounded presence underneath and informing that. So it's whatever our immediate experience happens to be in um, any of those and all of those aspects. Okay. And so, so maybe watching or feeling, I don't know what the right word is, um, how you feel yeah. in each of those. And, and then if you find one that seems particularly powerful or peaceful, do you, does one stay with that for a particular yeah. amount of time or what does one do? What does one do? You can simply rest there. Let your attention rest. You know, so it's like, oh, I, you know, go back to my own, my own example from a few moments mm -hmm. ago. You know, I bring my attention to um, that experience of the personal body, which right now is really vivid again, because, you know, I'm nervous. And so there's all this physiological experience that happens. Uh -huh. And I just let my attention rest with that. And it doesn't necessarily take away the nervousness or all the physiological experiences that go along with it, but it, it does let me very much settle in to that experience and become more and more familiar with what that aspect of embodied experience or being in a, an alive human is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and it, so it's not necessarily looking at it and going, okay, now I want to, I want to relax it, relax the nervousness, yeah. or I want to, it, it's not trying to do something with it. It's just seeing it and, and acknowledging it. Yeah. One of my favorite teachings on meditation is uh, simply the, the Tibetan word for meditation, which is mm. gom, G-O-M. Mm -hmm. And gom means to become familiar with. And I love that. It's like, okay, yeah. I can do that. You know, uh, it, it, it doesn't mean, you know, getting it right. It doesn't yeah. mean not being nervous. It doesn't right. mean finding something other than nervous, nervousness. It means uh -huh. becoming familiar with what's right here. And yeah. again, I love that because, okay, I can do that. I can't get rid of the nervousness, but I can familiarize with that experience because it's so mm -hmm. vivid right now. Yeah, I've I've also heard it um heard it described as just noticing it. Yeah. You know, yes. just just noticing what your thoughts are, what your feelings are. Um yeah. Noticing and I think it's really helpful to kind of have a a large vocabulary so that mm. you know all of us can, because all of us are going to connect through different words differently. Mm -hmm. But um being with, resting, noticing, witnessing, bearing witness, you know. Yeah. All of these are terms that point in that direction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah. No, and that's um that is so important. And it is having done a lot of different kinds of philosophies and, and different kinds of meditation over my many years here. Um they all kind of come down to the same thing, right? They just call it different things. Yes. 
and and that's that's always been so fascinating to to learn i would say for me it's become fascinating recently i think in my 20s and maybe my 30s i was kind of looking for the right word right yeah. i was looking for the right answer but as the years yeah. go by i become much more interested in yeah the different ways different traditions and different people articulate that same experience and I part of the interest is because sometimes people will say things like you know I'll be teaching a class and I'll say resting and someone will say well resting doesn't work for me here's the word that works for me and it's like oh my gosh that's such a great finger pointing to the experience and it opens up something for me that I hadn't seen or connected with before yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm a recent convert to loving the 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 differing words and definitions and ways of articulating and pointing. Yeah, yeah, yes. Well, because you know, I think I think that one of the things that resonates so much for me and is something that I've that I've learned just in the past couple of years myself as well is a recognition that really all of our feelings and all of the way we live our lives, everything actually comes from the inside out, Mm -hmm. right? What you are doing is what you're doing. It doesn't, you know, it, it really doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't affect me, but it's not. Now I'm losing my, my thought for, for words, but in essence, it's, it's how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. creates my experience how you're feeling is how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and you can tell me about it yeah and that's great and i can learn and expand but things that you do don't really affect me even though we all run around thinking that it does i think not in the way yeah not in the way we commonly believe and i think what you're pointing to is, is something that comes up again and again in in my work is this recognition that you know literally we are actually all unique manifestations of this cosmic moment i mean literally you know each of us is part of this vast web of being and the web of being has come together for a very in a very particular way for us Mm. and out of that particular way we've arisen and there's never been another human or another moment like that before and there will never again because the web is so different and i think that's part of what informs the the real delight and joy of hearing people articulate you know their different understanding of this work we do because Uh of course it's going to be different of course it's going to be different and and to receive that can be you know really helpful and affecting yeah And yeah and a reminder that we're all these unique manifestations of this cosmic moment that's right that's right we're all connected but we're all independent as well yeah and and that's that yeah that comes up a lot been coming up a lot in my teaching lately Mm. um and i I, we've been wondering you know the, the group that i work with we've been wondering whether maybe there's a shift in our awareness to a more connected awareness a more and awareness meaning we're not individual and we're not all one we're both we're individual and we're all yeah. connected as one yeah. which is a really interesting way to understand uh-huh yes yes well and and you know the other thing that i would probably add on to that which is something that i've again with this other understanding that i have 
is that um, is that we're all okay. Mm, yeah. You know, we're all okay, no matter what happens. We're all okay. You know, yeah. uh, it's all it's all up in our in our mind of thinking that we're not. You know, thinking we're all. Thinking. I think it's an uh, for me. I think it's another one of those and statements. We're all okay, mm-hmm. and there's suffering we can address. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, and I think I think the part of that as well is that a lot of the suffering we're causing ourselves. Yes. It's not well, coming from the outside. Yeah. Right. It's it's all in here. Yeah, that's very true. And I think that's one of the places, you know, one of the things I wonder about in my work all the time is mm-hmm. like, okay, meditation, okay, mm-hmm. embodied meditation. Mm-hmm. And then I very quickly get to the place of like, okay, what is the value of this in my everyday life, this embodied yeah. meditation? Like, where's the yeah. payoff? And I think you're beginning to point in the direction of, you know, one direction of the payoff mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. is, you know, what the pra- one of the things the practice does is begins to help us address that dynamic of the suffering we cause ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know just, you know, for myself, it's, it's made a huge, huge difference in how I react to things and to how, um, you know, all, well, the, the other thing that it points to me to, which I think a lot of, of, um, practices, you know, meditation practices and and different things is, is that there's only the present Mm -hmm. and we all, and I know for myself, for my, my personal experience, that for decades I carried around all my past things mm-hmm. and, Oh, I should have done this and I should have done that. And so-and-so did this to me and so-and-so did that to me, you know, all those kinds of things. And I just carried them around yeah. and it got really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're just dragging that shit. Um, and, and, you know, one day it was just like gone. It's like, it doesn't erase the past. There's just an acknowledgement that, Hey, it's the past. Yeah. It's a a different relationship in my experience to whether it's something in the distant past or whether it's just, you know, something that I've been carrying around for five minutes, there's a different relationship to all of that, um, which allows me to be more present, which Mm -hmm. lessens the amount of suffering I'm feeling and also makes me more better equipped to actually deal with what I'm dealing with, what needs to be addressed right here and right now. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Because the other side of that as well is that you stop worrying about the future because you can't do anything about the future until you get there. Right. Well, Susan, (laughs) when I get to that point, I'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) I still worry a great deal about the future. The difference is, you know, that I, I do sometimes recognize that that's what I'm doing. It's like, okay, yeah. this isn't actually what's happening right. right now. Yes. Well, that's, that's the it's same, me worrying it? about the future. That's, that's the same. That's yeah. exactly the same. Right. And it's not necessarily that those things aren't going to happen. No, but at the moment, there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do about it. <laughs> you know, and if you can do something about it, then, you know, for sure, go do it. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's for me as well it's interesting over the over the years to see all of the different philosophies you know I'll just call them philosophies because some are religions some mm-hmm. are 
you know, meditation types and for all of that, of, of ways of looking at the world, um, how much it's expanded over the last, I don't know, 10, 10 20 years mm, from how just... it used to be. Because it used to, well, it used to be very, it used to be very narrow. The majority of people didn't know about meditation. They weren't, mm, yeah. they weren't doing it. They were doing the, the traditional you know, maybe it was a religion. Um, I don't know, maybe it was some kind of psychology. I don't know. You know, there were there were a few big ones out there, right? Yeah. Um, but now it's so much more accepted. Yeah. And yes. This is this is, you know, just find one that works for you. Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, I think back I think one of the big turning points of uh, at least in from my perception was, mm. you know, it was only 50 some years ago when the Beatles got into meditation and suddenly there was a, a, a public awareness of meditation and right, right. they thought they were a little weird but it was a okay. little weird but it was there it was kind yeah. of like eating yogurt it's a little bit strange yeah, but but then what's <laughs> happened in the last um as you know 10 15 20 years is there's yeah. been a new wave of acceptance where you know it rather than being acknowledged and then noted as weird it's very much like yogurt again it's actually becoming more and more mainstream and normalized and people are meditating you know as part of their fitness classes people are yeah. meditating in their workplace people are meditating in order to be more present and effective as a parent or a partner or a leader or whatever the case might be. And yeah, yeah. there's been this wonderful wave of awareness and acceptance and engagement. Yes. Yeah. You know, come the last little while. Yes. Yes. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's um, it. Yeah. It, it, and it's, it's so interesting to watch. Mm hmm. And exciting, exciting to watch yeah. too. You know, yeah. I mean, I've had conversations in the last few years um, about meditation practice that I wouldn't have had 20 years ago. And once those conversations open up, we can actually talk about meditation. Like, okay, what is meditation actually? What are we actually doing when we're meditating? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. again, coming back to that $64,000 question, how does this actually benefit me in my everyday life? You know, how does it actually do that? Which it's great that those doors are opening up because mm -hmm. they need to be open for those conversations to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and, and it's, it's always wonderful to see someone that you care about who all of a sudden learns about it mm -hmm. and you see how much, how much better they feel. Um, yeah, it's one of the things I do a fair amount. Uh, well, pre COVID, I did a fair amount of in person teaching here in Victoria. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. one stream of that was introductory classes, beginner classes. Mm. And it was always really interesting on many levels, but not the least of which was, you know, people coming in, learning how to practice, and then beginning to notice that it was having an effect in their life. You know, I remember for instance, one person saying, you know, came back to class and said, you know, I went to the dentist and I hate going to the dentist. And I was sitting in the chair waiting for the dentist to come do whatever was going to be done. 
And I was, my mind was really getting away from me. And at this point I was like, okay, this is amazing that you're noticing that your mind is really getting away from you. I mean, this is a huge thing right in and of itself. And she said, you know, so I noticed that my mind was getting away with me from me with fears and concerns Mm -hmm. and stories I was making up. Mm -hmm. And I just started attending, paying attention to my breathing and, you know, it just let me settle down just a little bit, just enough so that I could say to myself, or I could recognize and see, and then say to myself, okay, all those worries are probably not going to happen. And if they do happen, I can deal with it then. But right now I'm going to pay attention to my breath and I'm going to settle into this seat and I'm going to wait for the dentist to come. And I thought that was a brilliant example of how this work can actually help us in our, you know, rubber hits the road everyday life, you know, recognizing what your state of mind is, bringing your attention back to the immediacy of your embodied life, and then accessing these qualities that are waiting for us, one of which is, you know, ease, relaxation, clarity. Yeah, I thought it was a beautiful illustration. Oh, that is, that's great. I love that. Yeah. 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 So, so tell me, you, you, you do groups and all this. So what are you doing? Did you move everything online or you still have some that are in person or what are you doing? Yeah. Most everything moved online when COVID showed up. Um, Mm. We did run an in-person class, you know, a very reduced schedule. I did run Mm. one or two in-person classes for a while, but then um, I think we started up in the fall of 2020, but then, you know, that was shut down. And so we started um, a couple of in-person classes in September of this year, September of 2021, oh, um, small groups, big rooms, masks, you know, yeah. vax, everyone has to be double vaccinated and so on and so forth. But as I said, you know, most of my work has um, transitioned to online which um, has a lot of interesting pluses to it. You know, I'm able to engage with people now all over the world. It doesn't need to be people who are just living in Victoria. And I'm able to engage, you know, or offer a far range, a far broader range of resources, because of course, you know, I can do recordings and I can do videos and I can do a podcast and, you know, all these other things. So um, it's been an interesting couple of years. It's not been an easy couple of years as, as the case for many of us, Mm. but it's been an interesting couple of years and um, making the transition has uh, been, I think, richly affecting for me. And, Mm. you know, I'm, I'm excited with the formats that we've now come up with and, uh, you know, curious to see where those go. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been very interesting to watch. Um, I know of some um, teachers that I, that I follow who actually one in particular was online, totally online before COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had already moved all this stuff online just so he could broaden yeah. his reach. Um, so he was really kind of ahead of the game when, when everything else went online. Yeah. Um, I noticed that myself, you know, I had, I hadn't, I wasn't set up to be as online in the way mm -hmm. that I am now, but I had Mm -hmm. had a lot of experience with being online and that Mm -hmm. experience was really helpful in making the transition. 
you know, it was, it gave me a skill set that I didn't really know that I had so that when it came time to figure out what I needed to do, I had some familiarity with what was required and what was helpful and, you know, what worked with meditation online, because it's different than it is in person. Oh yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Absolutely. And groups versus one-on-one are different, very different as well. Very different. And yet, you know, there's a kind of delight from it too. You know, one of the things that I say to people, you know, that I I really love about the online um, work is, you know, okay, we're not in the same space. That's true. We're not sharing the same physical space when we're doing this online, Mm -hmm. but there's an intimacy that doesn't actually we don't have an opportunity to access in the person to person. And one way it manifests is just, we can see everyone's background. I mean, it's so great to be able to see, you know, okay, this is where this person lives and this is what this person has set up. And, you know, there goes the dog and there goes the cat, you know, it brings it back to that just Uh nitty gritty everyday life meditation intersection, which I find so rich and so, you know, exciting to, engage and immerse in yeah yeah and it's a whole different energy yes you know you don't you i don't think anybody realized or believed that we could get that energy back and forth yeah online that we had sitting in a room with somebody yeah and again it's a it's a great illustration of you know how this work might be of of benefit is you know, in my early days online, I was looking for the connection, kind of connection in the online world that I knew from the in-person world. And it took me a while to recognize, and here's this becoming familiar with again, it took me a while to recognize, oh, I have this expectation based on past experience. And that may or may not be true. So what if I just let that be there and pay attention to this Zoom gathering and see what kind of connection arises in this situation. And it was a really helpful, again, it was a helpful example of how Mm. meditation can be helpful in our lives, recognizing that expectation, not pushing it away, not getting rid of it, but just Uh loosening my grip, coming back to the present moment, being with everyone as we're on Zoom together and realizing, oh my gosh, there's actually a whole rich world of you know, energy and connection and affection that can be explored in this format. Yeah. And, and it, I think the other thing it's taught us all is that energy really is, what would be the right word? It's just out there. Yeah. I don't know how else to put it. I mean, it's just, it's there and we're sending it back and forth, even just you and I now um, and whoever watches this. Yeah. Right. Um, after, you know, afterwards, and it's, it's so interesting because we all, we all thought, oh yeah, energy. Yeah. 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 When I'm sitting across from somebody or whatever, oh yeah, it's just that, that energy and seeing yeah. them eye to eye, right. All this kind of stuff. Um, it, it's like all of a sudden we all realized, oh my God, you know, you could just as well close your eyes and just listen, which I do sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the energy just comes in, you know, listening to, to some people talk and, and I'm sure you know how this is and the tone in their voice, you know, they just Mm -hmm. drop down into this, this place 
And next thing you know, you're in that same place with them. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're circling back to what we were talking about a few moments ago is this, and then I'd never connected this with my online experience, but it's a great illustration. I mean, I was kind of getting there a few minutes ago and now you've Uh brought us right back that one of the things that comes up for me through the online work is a visceral recognition that we're all individuals and we're all connected. Because I can see and sense the individual when I'm looking at the screen and I can see and feel that connectedness when I'm sitting here looking at the screen. It's yeah. really, it's really interesting and uh, uh, affecting. Actually, it's very affecting. Yeah. Yeah. No, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be very, very interesting if and when um, COVID becomes you know, like, like polio or something. I mean, you know, where, Mm -hmm. yeah, it just kind of doesn't go away, but is under control and it just becomes normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And so it's going to be really interesting to see what practices um, continue. Yeah. And which ones kind of get left behind as we get back to somewhere in between what we, where we were and, and where we are now. Yeah, because it'll necessarily be different, of course. It won't be pre-COVID. It won't be in COVID. And yeah, how are we going to not navigate that? You know, am I going to continue to do this um, yoga class online? And maybe my default would be like, yeah, of course, I'll do the yoga class in person. I'm not going to do it online anymore. But then I recognize like, oh, but it fits into my schedule online and I don't have to travel. And I actually like the kind of connection I get and Uh Uh maybe I will, maybe I won't, but yeah, we're going to have this interesting negotiation that we'll all go through with all these new forms that have shown up in the last two years. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to, it's it's it really is going to be fascinating i i i'm hopefully hopefully looking forward to you know getting to that point <laughs> fingers crossed i mean the what is yeah. it the yardstick keeps moving but fingers crossed yeah 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 exactly exactly so um okay so tell tell me um or you know tell my audience that are not here right now, but they will be. They will um, be here. Yep. About some of maybe some of the different um, groups or and or classes or any of those kinds of things that you um, that you have going on. Yeah. And, you know, we can put the links, I can put the links in the show notes for people. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm in all the usual places, Facebook and Instagram and Insight Timer. My podcast is on Apple and Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Uh The main place to go, though, um, in my opinion, is my website, which is simply neilmckinley.com. And I'm... uh, I have a somewhat unusual spelling of the last name. It's M-C-K-I-N-L-A-Y. Most McKinleys are L-E-Ys. That's I'm an L-A-Y. And, you know, you you get a sense of everything I'm doing there. There are Uh um, writings on meditation in everyday life. My podcast, Bringing Meditation to Life, is there. Mm. There are guided meditations people can access. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, 
And then there are some um, paid courses that people can take advantage of. For instance, uh, uh, introduction to embodied meditation courses on there. And then, as you noted, there's a couple of um, communities that people can uh, take a look at. One is the online gatherings, which is a a subscription-based community where we're exploring, you know, bringing meditation into our lives, bringing Mm. embodiment into our lives through weekly Mm -hmm. meetings and recordings and so on and so forth. And then there's this free to join community or network called the Living Meditation Network, which is really intended to offer people, you know, inspiration and support and resources to engage you know, the practice of meditation in whatever way they feel moved Mm. to engage and able to engage the Mm. practice. So there's, you know, recordings of talks and recordings of practices Uh and reminders of other things that are going on that people can plug into. So the website, neilmckinley.com is really the uh, main resource, I think. Okay. Kind of a hub. A hub. That's a great way of putting it. It it is the hub of everything. You'll get a sense of pretty much everything there. And so just go and feel free to click and move around because there's a lot there. (laughs) It sounds like it. It sounds like it. That's great. That's great. It it sounds great. One of the things that's been really interesting about the last two years and this move online is actually beginning to gather everything in one place that I'm doing and see, like you said, huh, there's a lot here. And, you know, the inspiration is to offer people you know, resources, inspiration, and support that meets Mm. the realities of their lives Mm. and allows them to engage this practice appropriately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that sounds, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. It sounds like you have a little something for everybody. That's the hope. Yeah. Something for for. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a smorgasbord. Okay. Little as long of this, as it doesn't bit of slop all over the sides. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, we don't really do smorgasbords anymore. So that's not really a, a maybe not the most appropriate term, but well, I think people know what I'm talking point. to. That's a yeah. very good point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my remembrance is always of smorgasbords. It was always that it's like, who has put their, their spoon into this, you know, or somehow or another you know, it's like, do I really want to eat that? <laughs> yes. Well, I've spent a lot of time over uh, the years in uh, group meditation retreats, oh, eating yes, in that style. And I yes. can tell you who put the spoon here, there or somewhere it can be a very, very significant issue. So, so <laughs> I'll come up for a different word for hub. We'll use your word hub yeah, yeah. instead of well, smorgasbord. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, or it could be a smorgasbord, which you have somebody serving it on the and behind right it just you know which one do you want i'll give you the scoop yeah <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll make it more sanitary <laughs> yes yes well Sorry fortunately the online version of it is relatively sanitary so that's a very good point very good point there actually are no spoons all there is is the cursor and a click there you go there so. you go. Yes. And lots of things to click on from what it sounds like. Yeah. Lots of things yeah. to click on. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Okay. Well, I will, um, again, I'll, I'll put your, um, your, the link to your website in the show notes, just so it's easy for everybody. And um, if there are any particular um, links you want for your podcast, obviously I can't list all of them, just like I don't list mine, all of them. <laughs> 
Um, so there may be, you know, a main place where you'd like to, to um, send people. I don't yeah, know there's if you do a, video or uh, just audio or. or I just do audio and there's a home okay. page for the podcast before you break oh, into perfect. episodes. So. Perfect. That sounds good. You can send me that, that link as well. Okay. That would be great. And thank you very much. I really, I really had a, um, really had a good time. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for the hour. It's been a pleasure chatting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So let me just say that, um, and we didn't really get into this, but I say this at the end of all of the podcasts, I'm not a doctor. This is not to be seen at all like medical advice, although there's really good advice in this. And if you're having any kind of a medical issue, please see your doctor or go to the emergency room. And other than that, I hope everyone is doing okay. I hope everyone, um, uh, this probably won't be on before Christmas, but I will say hope, you're ha- hope you had a good holiday season. And I will talk to all of you next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.